Welcome to the Coulter Brothers Podcast. This is Steve Coulter here in studio with Andrew Coulter. We're going to talk about some NFL over-unders uh, two months away from the start of the football season, 2017. Not much else going on in the sports world, so we thought we'd jump right into football. Baseball is about to hit the all-star break. There's some tennis, some soccer. Uh, the hot dog eating contest is tomorrow. But other than that, there's not much gambling to talk about. Why don't we talk talk about the lines, bro? Come on, who doesn't love to gamble on hot dog eating? Uh, of course, it's as American as anything. Gamble! The first team on the list is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this is a team that made the playoffs three straight years in a row before not making it last year. Their over-under, according to Vegas, is at, sits finally even at eight. Eight wins. Do you think the Cardinals can push that number, or do you think that's probably one that hits it right on the head and they go 500 this season. Honestly, not to start off like that, I think that is a push. I think it hits it right. Yeah. I, I see them as well, I'm looking right at it and I can see it at 8 and 8. Uh Honestly, I think best case that would be I think best case scenario for them is 9 and 7 and that's just having I just don't think they're they're an aging team. I mean, this is a team also that Carson Palmer hasn't played a complete season in Three yeah. or four years, or even since he's been there. I mean, I would have to check it, but it's definitely been a while since Palmer Input has it, played 16 And games. I can't imagine the 49ers and Rams sucking worse than they did last. Like, well, they have to that, improve. The one, before we go to the Falcons, the one thing that makes the under intriguing there is is that you're assuming that they're getting four wins of that eight from the Rams and Niners. So if the Rams and Niners steal a win against yeah. the Cardinals, that one could crash under. With that said, they usually split with Seattle. So, well, not not to ask a silly question. Who or who? What, what AFC conference are they playing? They're playing. Oh, that is a good question. I believe the Cardinals are playing the uh, AFC South. Let me pull up their schedule real quick. But yeah, so I think they they've got a they've got a date with Andrew Luck at some point. I'm almost positive, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Yes, they do. I, you know, I'm such a sicko that I need that off the top of my head. Andrew Luck, uh, they play in Indianapolis on September 17th. They start the season against the Lions. It's, you know, it's a very favorable schedule in the sense that, you know, if they split one between the Lions and Colts, then they play at home against Dallas on a Monday night game, as good as Dallas was last year. You'd have to think that the Cardinals have some home field advantage there, especially with an eight-day week. Then you got the Niners at home at Philadelphia, home against the Bucks. The Bucks can't play on the West Coast. Rams at home at Niners versus the Seahawks on a Thursday night game. Well, I mean, that's the first, what, eight games, nine games of the schedule? I think that you could get to six and three with that. You have two Niners and a Rams in there. If you if you win the games that you're supposed to win and you beat the Bucks, I just think eight, that, and, eight, eight and eight spot on because right. I think they can be – I think they're – their bottom would be six and ten, and I think they're. So, so, so Vegas isn't giving us anything on that one. Let's let's move on because it seems like there's no money to really be had. We're both we're both kind of sitting there at the eight mark. I would say if I were to make a play, it's I'd plus stay away. one. It's plus one ten for the under. I would take that just for the fun of it, just because you're getting a little bit of the you're getting a little bit of the juice. Oh, that's yeah. I would take the under too, just for fun. Uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Their over under win total is at uh, nine and a half. What do you think about that? That's very honestly. That's a very suspect uh, over under. I think. I think that this is a team that's losing Shanahan as its offensive coordinator. It 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 by the way got shell shocked against New England in the Super Bowl. There's See, I, I can't remember a modern day team. I think that, that's a perfect bait for public to go over. I think that's set so you, so Andrew. What you're saying is you think the public betters are going over on the nine and a half. I would assume that's yes. true, seeing that they did win twelve uh, last you know, year. 
I honestly and they didn't lose much. They, they're I, pretty I much the same I'll take, team. I'll take the under. Okay, so you're going under nine and a half. That's even too. So you're getting some favorite ones. Let me read you through the Falcons schedule. Though. This is why I like the over on this one. Bears, Packers, Lions, Bills. Well, who that's for that's for no potential. Not to ask the same question again. Who do they play in the AFC? They play the Patriots, and so they have that at Patriots Sunday night game, October twenty second. That'll be like reliving see, hell. See, yeah, but if they're playing the AFC East, then I mean that's the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets. I don't think are very you know they're be that's those are three beatable teams. Hit pause. Unpause. All right. Yeah, we're back. So the schedule makers have them playing all the AFC East teams in a row. Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets. Those are, they get four in a row after they open the season with the NFC North, Bears, Packers, Lions. You know, I think they can go 6-1 and one in that stretch. If they lose to New England, that will be their one loss. I mean, home against Green Bay, this is a team that plays Green Bay extremely well. I don't see them starting off slow this year. I think the, the Atlanta Falcons are definitely going to play well earlier this season. The real test comes in November again at, at Panthers, Cowboys, at Seahawks, hosting see, the Bucks. I just, I That's a tough four-game stretch for them. I think they. I just think they're overall they're co- every other team in their division. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe not the Saints, but I think the Bucks and Panthers are going to be improved. Um, and, I mean, the Saints got Drew Brees. I think what people tend to forget, though, about the Falcons is this is an offense that is largely – it's returning every single player that it had last season, and it was the best offense in football. So I don't think people should forget yeah. about Tevin Coleman or Devonta Freeman. This is a very good offense. No, they can, win, they can win 11, 12 games. I personally just think Matt Ryan also is a little soft. Sure. He's a, he's a softie. And as you said, they might. I think they, they might be morally uh, have a hangover. Right, the hangover is definitely real. Talking about a team that had a Super Bowl hangover, the Ravens have been, uh, I think I think it's 44-52 and 52 in the last four seasons since winning their Super Bowl. Their over-under is at nine wins. It looks a little high, especially considering the Cardinals are at eight, according to Vegas. What do you think about that line, bro? Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and not to the third team. I kind of think that's a right on the money. Uh, well, right of course the they're right on the money, bro. Eventually you're going to have to give us an opinion. You know? No, I'm just How saying- off is the line and you know that's what it really comes down to i mean this is a team that plays the browns twice that's two wins you've got again another team that another team that's going to be playing the afc south colts texans titans jaguars you have to think that's three and one And what's the nfc thing they're playing they're playing the nfc north the packers bears the vikings and lions which yeah you know what i'll i'll say the rate that I feel like the Ravens have to have a bounce back. Here. I wouldn't feel confident going over on this one because you have to get to the 10-win mark. I However, don't I don't like under looking at their schedule. With that said, John Harbaugh could be on the hot seat of all the coaches we've talked That's about what, so I think, far. I, I think, think they win. I go, I go over. I think he, they win more than nine games. Especially, you know what? They have one of my favorite offseason acquisitions, Danny Woodhead. And I, I think that will, uh, will help them because the defense will be there. It's just can the offense – you know, can Joe Flacid actually live up to his contract? Exactly. You know. So Buffalo Bills are one of the lower over-under totals here, according to Vegas. They've got six. What do you think about that one? Uh, you know what? I'll take – I think they got to win more games than that six. I mean, you're telling me – And the VIG on this is a minus 150 on the over. So that I think the Vegas is telling you that the if you're, gonna, if you're betting $100, you're only winning 50 off of that. Or you're only winning 75. I, I apologize. Sorry. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that's fair. 
I would, I would, I'm fine with that. Because I mean, th- maybe also I'm a little biased. I did the math wrong. I'm, I apologize to the listeners. Sixty-six bucks is what you'd win back if you bet a hundred on the Bills. Okay. Um. Well, maybe I'm be. I like McDermott. I don't know if he'll be a good head coach. Liked him when he was on the Eagles. He was good when he was on the Panthers. Um, definitely. I mean, their whole thing is their ownership is just kind of I don't know all over the place. I feel like, but I mean, getting Rex out of there. I mean, I feel like. They did. They brought back Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I think that's going to help. They Maybe. play the Jets twice, so you have to think if you can win those two games, you're prob- a third of the way there. And they'll there. probably split with. They always split with the Dolphins. You were talking about. I feel like they'll split with the Dolphins. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. The I, toughest part of their schedule is they play the AFC West: Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers. And then back to back road games out west: Chargers and Chiefs. And then they have to play the AFC South, right? AFC South is correct. You play the yeah, Panthers early this season. You play the Falcons on the road, Bucks, Saints. It's a tough schedule, uh, not going to lie. I would like to take the over, though, on the Bills. I think they've got to some, – at some point they've got to come away with eight wins. I, I feel like – I mean, you're, I know you're going to say this because Vegas always uh, does it. But, I, again, I feel like there is like a two-game – there's certain teams I feel like can fall anywhere. Like the Falcons I feel like have more range. But the Bills – I feel like their their floors four and twelve, and their ceilings eight and eight. Like they're not get like eight and eight would be like a great season for them in in my opinion. I'm gonna move it around a little bit. We've been going in alphabetical order, which is kind of boring. Let's do some the probably the most interesting. Why don't team. we just go division by division? Dallas Cowboys nine and a half. That is probably the most played uh, over under total. I would think not only because they're America's team, but. Also, this is a team that won 13 games, and their over-under coming into this year is 9.5, with uh, everybody coming back, essentially. They've lost know, maybe three starters, I think. Uh, not not a horrible offseason for Dallas. Why is it at 9.5, and, and what would you bet on that? Bro? Well, first off, they lost their entire secondary. Uh, I know it wasn't very good, but you can't just repl- – they literally lost their two starting corners and their two safeties. So, I mean, I'll be interested. Their defense is already shaky. Um, I don't think they did much to improve that. And honestly, I mean – yeah, he had a good. I'm gonna. T- I would take the under on that. I would take. I. So follow up question: If they go under that, Jason Garrett is fired. No, I wouldn't say Jason Garrett's fired. So you're saying a coach that regresses four wins with two of the young, promising superstars in the league going from 13 wins to nine wins is that's not a fireable offense? I don't think he would be fired. No, because I personally, again, I still stand by this. I'm not saying he's bad or whatever, but I still just do not think. Da- I eventually think the league will adjust to Dak Prescott. I mean, this is a, this is a team that starts off with two top-ranked defenses from last year. They play the Giants at home on, on Sunday Night Football, and then they play Denver in, in Denver. Those are two very tough games to start the season. If they go 0-2... I, I mean, I just... put this. I think they have a My thing, too, about it, I don't think they can hit that. Last year, I feel like it was more loose and flexible, and there wasn't a lot of pressure on them to succeed. This year, there's going to be tons more, of pressure. I couldn't agree more. More pressure, like exactly like you said, and I just think those other teams are going to kind of. I, I don't. I, I think the Giants could be one of the better teams if they can block. They also don't have many breaks in their schedule. This is their November to Christmas schedule: Chiefs, Falcons, Eagles, Chargers, Redskins, Giants, Raiders, Seahawks. I mean, they can lose all of those games. Yeah. I mean, not that they, but those are all those are all game, toss-up games. Similar to the Bills, the the uh, vig on the Cowboys is minus one fifty on the over. So I I think public is pounding that side of it pretty obviously, and I think that they're they're 
they're trying to bait you into taking the under. I would I wouldn't go under. I think there's just too much uh, too much talent on the offense, and I think Garrett. I think Garrett has learned from his mistakes, and I think they're going to be a 10-win football team this year. Let's take another interesting one. Houston playing in the same state, over under at 8.5. I mean, that's, this is one of my favorite that's ones. Ex- that's an extremely tough one because, I mean, who's going to be their quarterback of their team? Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. And my big – I know their defense is good. I would, again, with that, I would say they I'm go, going under. I would say 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, you're that's telling like, me right now that – the Jaguars or the Titans can't be the second best team. Let's just say. Oh, I think I think the Titans are the second best team yeah. in that division. So let's. All it really takes is one Jaguars win, and that over under is. I mean, that's what you have to take into account when you're doing these. What is the variable in the schedule? Same with the Cardinals. If the Niners beat them once, that goes under. Similar, same thing here with Houston. If Jacksonville upsets them once, I don't see how they can get to the to the nine wins i think they go eight and eight and jacksonville is a team that has added a lot of talent on their team they took the cornerback aj bowie from houston you know he's a very good player well i mean also i mean you're talking about their you know i'm not saying he's going to be a, a a shell of himself but i mean how we got to see how watt comes back he missed the entire you know the he's still not game. practice yet yeah. so he so, i mean he'll he will play but it's a matter of your right how well he, will he play so keeping in that division jacksonville's over under is six flat what do you think about that give me the over you like that yeah give me the give me the over on that one uh because because who's they did they fire bradley or is he still they fired bradley oh yeah he's they fired him mid-season last year and they hired marone correct okay uh i just think i personally like again like marone uh i think he got thrown out of buffalo buffalo too quickly when he was the head coach there um I thought he did a good, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll pull if you see pull up the record when he was the head coach. Buffalo Bills were nine and seven with okay, Doug Marone. That's exactly all right. Uh, so I think also he got the. I think the Jaguars played better down the stretch. I think he got the team to believe in him more. And why I also take over. I mean, the way I look at it is Blake Bortles is going to more or less be playing for his career next year. Because um, I think if he if he doesn't, um, rumors out of camp are that he looks good. Well, that's I'm saying. I just think put it this way: if he doesn't progress next year, I don't think he would basically have to compete for a starting job, and that's no guarantee. I know the NFL quarterbacks or whatever, but like, I, not, this, to, not to go down the scheduling again, but what a favorable start you have at Houston. For some reason, that game says to me that I think either team can win that game. It's going to be have a lot of mistakes, two bad quarterbacks, whoever Houston ends up going with, uh, Savage or Watson. You've got two good defensive teams. Two teams that haven't really been able to establish a ground game. Now, I know Jacksonville will try to do that with Fournette, but Miller was inconsistent for Houston last season. That game can go either way. Then they play at Tennessee, Baltimore, and then they get the Jets, Pittsburgh, Rams, Colts heading into the bye. If Jacksonville's 4-3, and three, you're very close to already going over on the win total there. Those are, I mean, I think Houston's a winnable game. I think Jets is a win, uh, and I think you can obviously beat the Rams. And then you have a couple of, you know, games in there. You you host Baltimore uh, at nine thirty in the morning, which is in, it means that one's in London. London. <laughs> yeah, and then you have uh, Andy Luck before the bye week. So I mean, those are winnable games. We don't know what the Jaguars will look like, but I think that of all the ones we've got over, you take a flyer on the Jaguars over and just hope that this is a, an improved football team under Doug Marone. 
Let's do a couple more before we sign off. The Minnesota Vikings, eight and a half. What do you think about that? You've got Bradford coming back. No Adrian Peterson. I think it's a little high personally. However, I could understand the argument for those who want to go uh, over because that defense is incredible. True. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that. I I don't I don't really. Uh, I think I know Peterson really didn't play that much last year anyway, but. And I know uh, Latavius Murray and Cook will can only help, but I don't. There's just something about I mean, you know what? I mean, they're just, they're not like a you know they're just not sexy enough for me to you know I feel like eight. And not eight sexy is, enough, says bro. Yeah, they're not a sexy team. That's for sure. They win with the grit and grind, and they don't have. And and you know what my concern is too. Maybe it's not a big deal, but just bring him from last year is Zimmer in his eye condition. I mean, I feel like he is the. I'm the, obviously most head coaches are, but I feel like he really is the the backbone of that team. Um, and if he's going to miss, you know, if he has to have another procedure too, I can, I don't, I haven't. This heard. is a team that starts five of their first seven games are at home though, so that's, uh, you know, I don't know if that means anything to you. But looking at it from a betting standpoint, and I just wonder to the receivers. That's my thing. Like, can they get enough production? Well, and, Diggs looked pretty good last year, and you've got Treadwell coming back. Well, my my thing too is with I think Bradford arguably had probably his best year as a pro oh, last year, last year, and it's like can he repeat that? Don't forget about Adam Thielen too. Oh, love Adam Thielen, the White Knight. So one more before we head out, bro, and this is the one that will probably besides Dallas draw the most attention. The New England Patriots have been busy this off season. Everybody knows who they've got. They got now they've got Brandon Cooks there with Rob Gronkowski getting healthy. You have all the running back talent. You have obviously Tom Brady. Twelve and a half is what they have it at. I mean, this is a team that goes through their division like you know. I drink water after give, a run. They, give me, give me the over. Yeah, you know, it seems almost, almost. I'm gonna too go ahead and easy. say. I would go ahead and say. I don't know if you can bet on this, but if you could, I don't care what the odds are. Either way, I would put a hundred dollars that the Patriots go six and zero in the AFC East. I don't think they'll give you that. But, yeah, I mean, you can bet all those games if you wanted to. They, the thing about that, the one argument I'll make for New England against the over, which I would bet with you, is that they start the season Kansas City, uh, New Orleans, Houston, Carolina. Have not historically played Kansas City or Houston that well. Those are two good teams that can put pressure on the quarterback. Brady doesn't deal well with pressure on the quarterback. At New Orleans, wedged in between those, not an easy place to play. If there's any quarterback that can score with uh, Tom Brady, it's Drew Brees. And if, Drew Brees! And if the Pats' defense looked anything like it did in the first three quarters of that Super Bowl, this will be a long season for them. So we don't really know what New England's defense is. So my one caution to people that are betting the over on this one is just the defense might not be as good as you think it is. Yeah, but I go back to it, I go back to it again, bro. I mean, I go back to Brady and Belichick. Look at the quarterbacks. They played Tannehill twice. No, I totally they agree. Played, I mean, they played Taylor twice. They played God knows who on the Jets twice. You're talking about that those Texan games again. Who the hell is the Texans starting quarterback? I mean, that's Sean Watson or Tom Savage. I, I'm just saying, I really don't. None of those guys scare me to be honest. I mean, I'm not saying I. I think Watson could have a Prescott like season, but I, I mean, again, that's a big if. I mean, they get. The, the real benefit of their schedule is they end with Miami, Buffalo, Miami, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Jets. 
I mean that. So if you're nervous at all, let's say my out. Let's say what I'm saying comes true in September. Let's say the Pats start off a little bit slower than people would probably like, and let's say they're two and two, three and two out of the gate. They can easily win those last six without even you know batting an eye, and then it really becomes a question of you know if you're there at the end of November and, and they're on the verge of, of being eliminated with a fourth loss, can they run the table? I'm going to say that they're going to go over. I just wanted to play devil's advocate. Before I let you go, bro, and thanks again for being the first guest here on the podcast. We'll have you back. Guest? I mean, we're bro- <laughs> it's our bros podcast. Just got to say, and I'm a guest. <laughs> Odds to win the NFL MVP. Drew, Drew Brees is sitting nice at a tasty 25-1, to 1, along with Andrew Luck and Cam Newton. Of those three long shots or kind of half long shots, what do you, what do you like of those three quarterbacks to win the MVP? We actually discussed this briefly last week. I would go with Andy. I I love Andrew Luck as the twenty-five I mean, to one. Eventually, this guy is going to have to win an MVP, right? I mean, if not on, if not, I, if I would have to twenty-five to one. I mean, even though they lost Cooks, I mean, Breeze is just going to put up numbers in that dome, and he plays eight games there. Always does. Zeke Elliott at twenty to one. That's one that I would stay away from. You know what? I know that. He'll have ample opportunity because he's going to be on every single primetime game. Here's the thing: People I actually, see him I kind week. of like, I kind of like those odds. But is I said to you, I think the, I don't think the Cowboys are going to win as many games as people think they are, and I think that will ultimately hurt him. I mean, all it takes too. I mean, he's not a quarterback. I mean, so all it takes is one midseason injury, and he's playing twelve games rather than sixteen. Yeah. And so, I mean, then you're comparing him to guys and, who are playing and, I 16 mean, games. Not to take anything. I mean, he, I know he, that last year was his first year. But the last two years, the Cowboys have had exceptional offensive line health. I mean, that's one of those things that doesn't usually consistently yeah, happen. Yeah, so you're, if you're betting Zeke there, you're hoping that it's just a, a – it's, you know, 2016 2.0, and they run it right back, and then they go 13-3. and Because in that exactly, case, he exactly. will win the MVP because he was – as good as any player in the league last season. So, I mean, the odds are there. Some 50-1 to 1 odds, just uh, to go over them real quick. Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Carson Palmer, Matt Stafford, Eli Manning, Phil Rivers, Adrian Peterson, Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winstead. I mean... Bro's leaning back before... I, 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 we, we discussed the, the MVP things. I mean, I do very like Jameis. Um, I mean, what is it? It's his third year, usually... Uh, of course, all this could be for nothing. Aaron Rodgers sits at a nice 7-1, which I think is almost too good. It's too good to be true. I mean, there's two guys that you mentioned that I really just like. As, uh, what, like I said, I think Jameis, could, especially with the guys they added, Jackson I think is a huge add for him. I mean, if O.J. Howard is anything like they said he is, I mean, that's just going to – their offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. But I also like uh, – I could see Julio Jones just going bananas. Because I don't think we've – like, that guy's been consistently unhealthy with his foot. Yeah, my, but my thing with it is, is how does a receiver win the MVP? No, it's, it, you're right. It's going to probably be a quarterback. That's why I like Luck and Winston if you're talking value. Right. I just – I don't see a world where a receiver can win the MVP of the NFL, but maybe I'm wrong. T.Y. Hilton is on this list. I mean, the, the end of the list is just very odd. You got you – T.Y. Hilton. If Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, you've got Gronk, it's like – you know, Ryan Gronk has not played a 16 game season. He's played one 16 game season. Let's be real. Tiger. Brady would win MVP over. I know. Gronk that's what I'm day. saying. 
Andy Dalton is on there. Carson Wentz. What about like, wait? Here's a curveball that I actually would love. You're gonna think I'm I'm crazy. I mean, just say he get. Let's say he gets hurt. Garoppolo. Garoppolo's not on there. You can't bet Jimmy Garoppolo. Damn. I mean, they would have to be a very early in the season injury. And yeah, you're, you're right. right. Vegas would get. I, I was like, if you gave me like plus three thousand on that. Well, right now, that would be. I mean, it'd be a nice little. You yeah. throw five bucks on it and hope that Brady goes down. But I, I just don't see how that. I, I, there's a reason why he doesn't have odds, and that's because he's not starting. You know, you got two defensive players on here: Khalil Mack, sixty-six to one, and Von Miller, hundred to one. I don't see those happening. You know, Odell Beckham, sixty-six to one. That's one that I'm staying away from. First I, off, Odell Beckham's a clown. Let I, me just tell you. I don't. I don't think he's a clown. I just don't think that it's. I don't think he's going to win the MVP. And I also don't. I think that between the whole party boat thing down in Miami last year and the way that the last season ended, I just don't see how it's going to be a favorable situation in New York. Because once they start losing games, also too, things are going to go down. Everyone thinks, and I, I'm not saying he's a great player, Brandon Marshall, but I mean, I feel like that guy's not good for karma either. What do you mean karma? Like, or karma is the wrong, just locker, locker room, room atmosphere. I think he adds like a quick... I'm just saying it could deteriorate quickly, sure. and I think he could help snowball that. I mean, I mentioned this with the Cowboys schedule for the Giants. It's like all it takes is they lose to Dallas on opening night. That game's a coin flip. And then all of a sudden, if they lose to Detroit week two on Monday Night Football on ESPN, you can see ESPN making a big deal of the 0-2 Giants. And then from there, at Philly, at Tampa, Chargers, Broncos, I mean, Seahawks. They, they, that is a tough, they tough, tough, tough can start. Oh, They can go 0-4. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's I wouldn't touch a giant with those MVP odds. I, I mean, I have high expectations for him at the same time, but it's that's well. A and again, sport. as I said, I don't think any, I don't think they do anything if they block like they did last year. Absolutely, I mean that's it doesn't. I really I don't care if they have you know Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Odell at receiver. I mean, you got to be able to have time to throw in the ball. Well, bro, thanks for. Uh, talking the nfl odds here with me we're gonna yeah, have we you got- back in studio again this week we'll do it uh probably thursday we'll talk some baseball talk home run derby odds and i got i got a one thing before we go off topic completely but just quickly because i got it up here sure. ne- next major oh british no, open o- open championship oh yeah we'll do a british open who, yeah i know but who, who are you thinking uh i like alex norin alex norin yeah i like him a lot I think he's a he's a seasoned vet, and uh, I also like uh, Thomas Peters too. You want me to get the odds up for that real quick? While we, sure. We're on yeah, the air. Yeah, pull it up. Anyways, for those who uh, will end up listening to this, it's been a long time coming, so I appreciate uh, the patience. I, I know I'm you know I've been the one that's kind of been pushing off this project for a while, but uh, sometimes good things happen for a reason, and this has been a lot of fun. And I get to do it with my brother and uh, talking sports is stuff that we've been doing ever since we were little kids. You know, it's throughout our life it's something that's connected us and something we've bonded over the british open odds uh who do you want exactly here bro you know what look i granted i'm just looking at uh leaders so i'm basically people who've been golfing the best this year so that you know i kind of like is a is an outside guy I like rom rom's been golfing really good as a more of a oh the low, yeah the young key. kid yeah rom is great you're right um Justin Thomas at thirty-five to one is. Uh, I was also going to say him. He's been golfing. I mean, very you can't well. you can't go much. You can't get much. And worse a, than another that. guy who hasn't broken through, who's golfed outside of Dustin Johnson, he's had the second best year. Is Matsuyama? I mean, that guy uh, is uh, has golfed very well. 
Um, but I mean, or I mean, hell, I mean, or Kopka could maybe go. Uh, Good old uh, bro. You mean Kepka? Kepka, sorry. Tommy Fleetwood, the guy who he beat out and he was paired with throughout the U.S. Open, is twenty to one. Kepka is actually twenty-eight to one. I mean, I would have to imagine that's some sort of uh, home country advantage. But Fleetwood, who is one hundred and seventy-five to one to win the U.S. Open, is all of a sudden he's the tenth best odds on this. Well, tenth worst odds. I'm pretty sure say. recently. I'm not a hundred percent sure about this, but. The, uh, I'm pretty sure more foreigners have won the Open Championship in the last. Well, he's not a foreigner. I'm saying he's British. No, no, no. no but I'm talking about. Uh, oh. I'm talking about that European golfers or you know out non non USA golfers. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I can hang on. I'll pull it up. The so the Irish Open is actually starting this Thursday. Rory McIlroy, Matsusama is actually in that one. Uh, you know, we've got Justin Rose. The King of the North. That'll be a fun one. There's two, Greenbrier and the Irish. Uh, I don't know if either of them will be on national TV or not, but those will be fun contests, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do a huge uh, British Open preview podcast. Um, we'll have you back in the studio probably on Thursday, bro. We'll do baseball, and we'll talk some other things. Uh, yeah, hold on one sec before we get <laughs> Okay, so the, the only, um, the, the, in the last 10 years, there's only been – Three Americans, Sink, Mickelson, and uh, Johnson. So you're saying take a British guy? Yeah, I mean, that's, I would, or no, I'm not saying a British person. I would just go with the one, like I said, I like Rom, Matsuyama. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else necessarily. I do actually kind of like Phil. Maybe one last hurrah for Phil? One last hurrah, what do you mean? One last hurrah, you know, one last uh, major victory. Walk off into the sunset. You think the British Open would be Phil Mickelson's last major victory if he wins it? Yeah. But how, why is that an outrageous thing to say? I mean, he's one of the best golfers on the tour. Uh, I don't understand why you'd think that that's all he's going to ever do. I mean, I know he's older at 47, but I don't know. You're right. Maybe I'm I guess. I guess what I'm underestimating is how difficult it is to win an, uh, a major. So yeah, I'm just maybe the thing just that tie. That's one thing I do want to say too. For record, as we've talked about, and I would love to bet on this. Don't know if there's odds. Just quickly before we go, because it's a golf related thing. I'm not going to veer off. Is I say Tiger Woods never plays golf again. <laughs> I would bet that he he will return at some point, but it, I don't see it being a good. Yeah, I don't. No, I'm telling you, I don't think he golfs, golfs again. All right, bro. Well, thank you so much again for coming in. We'll have you on uh, Thursday. We'll do some baseball talk. And uh, thanks again for tuning in and listening. It's been a long time coming. I'm very excited to get the podcast up and running here. All right. Sounds good. Over and out, Colters. <laughs>